Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. All right, I guess I'll go. (laughs) So... I guess we need to talk about the huge thing that happened this weekend, the thing that nobody can stop talking about, and um, that's Lou Lamorello finally becoming truly an old man and yelling at clouds. It wasn't Ovechkin's son, because Lord knows I didn't hear enough about that. I'm trying to ignore all of that for geopolitical reasons, but um, no. <laughs> It wasn't that cute. I'll say it. I'm going to back you up on that one. It looked like a kid wearing a jersey on the ice. Well, why didn't they focus on any of the other kids that were out there, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, because their their uh, jerseys didn't say O.V. Jr., uh... which technically isn't correct because the boy's name is Sergey. They already shared the surname. The junior part's sharing it with another name. So, Cassie, mm-hmm. Lou Lamorello yells at clouds after creating the cloud. Yes. So, in true supervillain fashion, he was he really mad. Hoist upon his own. None guitar. of the players. Uh, no, none of the players on the beach were wearing team paraphernalia. They all had beards, or many of them did. Bo Horvat was not cleanly shaven. <sighs> I'm surprised that Lou didn't dock him for like that. I'm trying to sign him to that extension. Oh, I'm sure Razor was involved in the term somehow, in some way. Hmm. I'm wondering if that's like a car, right? Like until you take delivery, until it's, you know, until somebody hands you the actual keys, it's not really your car. So technically, he hadn't been delivered to the Islanders. Indentured servitude (laughs) that it is. (laughs) He was in Here's a wacky question. So, presumably, he could participate in the All-Star game because he has a league contract. But is he technically eligible to play for the Islanders yet? Because does he have a visa to work for a team based in the U.S.? Is that the loophole he's using to uh, wait a few days? One that Horvat's using? Yeah. Okay. I don't have a work visa to enter uh, to participate in team uh, activities for the Islanders. Therefore, I do not shape that. Maybe. Wow. I mean, it's 4D chess. I, I get it. But... <laughs> Which is but... actually really just checkers, but we'll go on. And Checkers is already in three dimensions. Mm-hmm. Well, four if you count time. Nobody counts time. It just progresses. Time is a dimension. Physicists count time. But I digress. Go on. <laughs> they don't count time. They track time. But we'll deal with that later. Mm, it's actually time space time. Time is too long. No, time is too long and too much money. Time. Time is not too, time is too long and not enough money. Time is an illusion. And so are the Islanders' uh, chances during Bo Harbrett's contract. Yeah. But you run and you run and catch up to the sun, but it's sinking. You further away. 
hours in an offhand way, eh? Should we just start with some free poetry reading? It wasn't free. It'll cost us, because Pink Floyd's very <laughs> litigious. <clears throat> I didn't mean free in that way. <laughs> free form. Um, did he just say the quiet part out loud when he said, you know, it's too long and it's too much money? And he didn't even do it. I, I haven't seen pictures, but he didn't even do it with a with a dry, wry smile on his face like I'm going to give you guys fodder. Uh, there haven't been pictures so far as I know. I, 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 least, I, yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. But, um... Oh, yeah, okay. So he's got no signing bonus, which means he's a buyout contract. Mm-hmm. But he is one of the few players who can score goals. Presumably he'll be fine for a little while. Oh, yeah, I'll that's... be fine for a little while. <laughs> Well, yeah, everything's fine for the first couple of years because they're still hockey players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, we haven't heard about any uh, no trade, no movement protection, but the salary, the AAV, isn't in of itself a no move yet. So, I don't know. Very curious deal. I the deal to even acquire him was curious, so you know. Vancouver I, is curious. We could just leave it at that. You know, I'm starting to side with the Vancouver bit more and more than I am the Islanders. Like this is a decent short-term plug to increase potentially increase goal scoring on the power play. Meaning to actually score a goal, uh, score a goal on a power play. Well, yes, yeah, somebody actually has to shoot on this roster. Hmm. I'll go back to this again. Isn't it just amazing how two stodgy, dim-witted GMs screwed their franchises royally by by getting rid of the same person? <laughs> well, it is a copycat league, right? And they, the funny thing is, they both wear the same colors, too. Hmm. Peter Chiarelli trades Jordan Everly to the island. Jordan Everly does what he does, continues to be in the top four of scoring on his team. Then Matt Barzell comes along, and oh boy, is there a lot of fun to be had on the island. Lamarillo decides he's done with Jordan Everly. Matt Bardell doesn't need Matt Barzell doesn't need a running mate. Exposes him in the expansion draft. Now what are they trying to do? Replace Jordan Everly. Mm-hmm. And creating more problems for themselves. Mm-hmm. Jordan Everly was five million. You just got a Bo Horvat for eight. Eight point five. Yeah. Who is Jordan Everly? Get me Jordan Eberly. I want a Jordan Eberly lookalike. Who is Jordan Eberly? <laughs> oh, dear God. I, how do I not have a job in a front office somewhere? Oh, that's right. I wouldn't work for these jack wagons. You're also a little too smart. <laughs> <sighs> You're an independent thinker. You are assertive and forward and direct, and you can't have that knocky. And I don't think I'd want the pay cut. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (sighs) I I can't side with the Canucks here. I'm sorry. I can't. I, um, this is the epitome of I hope both teams lose. I have no opinion. 
Francesco Aqualime can go pound sand. And Lula Amarillo. God. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just still mad they ruined all our fun. We had fun? We had fun planned? <laughs> well, hopefully. I mean, we could have manifested Horvat to Buffalo, a more realistic destination. Right state, wrong team. A better long-term fit for the player based on, you know, it, it's more worthwhile for an up-and-coming team to make that investment than the Islanders to play their youngest player right now at 27, 8.5 million. I know Dobson and Romanoff, but come on, go with the bit. <laughs> you know, it was in uh, Operation Buffalo was in progress. And they didn't even give us 24 friggin' hours. The seeds were barely planted. Not even watered yet. Oh, no, they'd been watered. I found out they had been watered. Oh, had they now? Yes. Okay. Yes, because there were some questions that were asked upon some persons. Mm-hmm. Let's just say there was a little game of tel- telephone played to see who knew what or a little bit who's talking to whom. Yeah. See, I, it wasn't that they didn't give us the opportunity; is that we jumped on that that bandwagon a little too late. No, I don't think we did. We've got six weeks till the trade deadline, right? We we True. now it's down to about five, but also we waited until Buffalo was within you know single digits of a playoff spot and had no only had to hop over one team. Yeah, so the whole reward the team for their performance mechanic was in play, which heightens mm-hmm. the the feasibility of said trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so who should we get traded now? <laughs> and we we had the components correct, ostensibly, right? The we had a prospect, we had a player, we had a pick, and it was a mid twenty something player. Yep, Vinny Henestrosa, and the prospect was one of their top prospects. Technically, wasn't he a first-rounder? Yeah, he was a first-rounder. And Atu Ratu was a second-rounder, and we gave them a second-rounder. Which they could have had their choice between the three that the Sabres have. Whichever was going to be higher. That could have been the condition. Hmm. Yeah. How do we not have a job in the NHL? I think I've already outlined that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a man. I'm going to need you to repeat it at least seven times. <laughs> before, it, before it starts to sink in in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And then it will only apply to this one singular instance and not across the board like intended. Of course, because I'm a man and compartmentalize things. So only, that doesn't apply. The rest of it doesn't apply to everything. It just applies to this one thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. I have an idea. Oh, don't the stop that. The for a potential <laughs> trade. Because it's going to happen at some point. Let's start with Sam Bennett for Yessi Pugliarby. Go. 
How do we um, make something like this happen? <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> we need more people listening to us. <laughs> I absolutely want nothing to do with that deal. <laughs> oh, dear God in heaven, no. I got tired of all the people talking about the Oilers should go get Carlson after the way you play with Dreisaitl and McDavid at the All-Star game. Like, did you watch the All-Star game? <laughs> they were Not the game. I watched part of the uh, <clears throat> skills competition before I got bored and turned it off. Oh. <clears throat> I haven't watched an All-Star game since, like, 2011 when I actually was there as a member of the media, okay? <laughs> I think it was and the last I, time I probably saw any part of, like, the skills competition, too. So... <laughs> don't blame you one bit. I... I okay, I'm going to continue with this train of thought. Uh, it's an all-star game. Just because they had a little fun and made a couple of passes doesn't mean that it's going to work in an NHL game. And, oh, by the way, he can't defend. And he's 11 million dollars if you want to Toronto yourself into oblivion go for it I mean I wasn't going to bring up Bobrovsky for Carlson but there's a there's something there god that would be his. I don't think it's like I mean it's If Mike yeah. Greer does things right for at least a year or two, someone like Bob's facing a few more shots per game can just provide a little um, moral support in, uh, instead of getting blown out a lot. You know, the young players get used to playing in tight one-goal games that they still lose. But it's more competitive we lie to ourselves and say. Yeah, losing Bill's character. <laughs> I think there is an element to that. But um, let's not galaxy brain it. You know, no, I, certain we're players... galaxy... I thought we were going to galaxy brain this whole episode. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> I know. And then I got lame with here's a practical trade that might happen. Sam Bennett, 100% the type of player that Edmonton doesn't need but will acquire. A Vander Kane 2.0, but without the hockey talent. In the record. But he has the face <laughs> mustache. Just. No. <laughs> you know, we, we're doing this on the day that the NBA goes and does NBA things, right? Like some guy who's apparently really good and that everybody goes gaga for is getting traded to a team who gave up everything to get him. But he's also a person who's universally disliked and yet still got moved with ease once asked. So is it a flat earther too? Uh, yeah. Think so? God, my life would be so much allegedly if the Earth was flat. allegedly. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go on. No, no. There's no. It, let's not go allegedly. If it came out of the man's damn mouth. <laughs> that one I don't remember if it came out of his mouth because the man has said some things, and I can't so keep many. track of. Yeah. So many things. Trades are only hard because the people in quote unquote charge make it hard on themselves. Wait, wait, wait. The NHL making life harder on themselves than it needs to be? Sometimes they're like the parent who overplans the vacation. Too much detail in the itinerary. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the skills competition again. Um, love the ideas. Poor execution. No, not even poor, just overly complex. Um, But anyway, see that would that would be my contribution. I'd look at any deal that Patrick and Pat make, and I'd be like, "So why are you doing that again? No, 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 no. We need to remove that and do that different." <laughs> I would simplify things for you. 
That'd be my job. I'm down with that. Okay. Clayton Keller. Nope. To the Ottawa Senators. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Come on. Keep going. <laughs> you told me to stop. Which way is no, I mean, it? What, move on to your next one. Oh, darn. This is this is going to be like pull requests in the Git repo that I'm that I just took over. Nope. Nope. Rejected. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, Here's geez. our standard. Go find. Go fit it. It's like me I whenever know. I see threatening music notation pop up on my well, feed. No. <laughs> Patrick, we're at a deadline. You know the standards and PR is dropped by nope. something, something. They go higher. Yes, he did say the the Earth was flat, and then he then he did what he did when he did the whole anti-Semitism thing, uh, or he or he tries to walk it back by saying, "Hey, I was into conspiracies." You know, you just you click on a YouTube link and you go down these deep rabbit holes, and you know, mm-hmm. and not think and and question yeah. and which is what they expect you to do is to turn off your brain, right? And present you with opinion. Based as fact, and I'll never go look up fact. Um, come on, move on to your next trade, Pat. Let's go. <laughs> Alex DeBrincat. Hmm? Derek Broussard. Is he still playing? And Anton Forsberg. Plus picks and prospects. For Chickering, for Melka, and Nick Bukestad. Go on. <laughs> Tell me about this. Ottawa needs a prospects. goalie. Okay. Okay. So Ottawa's the one sending the picks and prospects because they're getting two players with term. For the next two plus seasons. Let's go ahead and say. A 2023 second. And a 2024 first. E. Plus. Let's get let let's have some fun with the conditions. Okay, okay, I have to stop you right now. Well, this could possibly be. I said, I said the word fun. Was that, okay, okay, sorry, here? sorry. So NHL team wouldn't do this. All right, go on, continue. Conditions. If Ottawa wins a lottery spot, the first rounder, Arizona chooses the option of the 2024 or 2025 first round pick. Made 15 minutes prior to that selection being, you know, (laughs) needing to be made. Um, yeah, that's all I got right now. I need a little more time on this since all my other ideas were, um, appropriately shot down, appropriately shot down. I was hoping you would have clicked the request changes option in the PR here. Oh, edit trade. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. You've, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Waiting for author. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Before publishing. Provide feedback and then mark my vote as waiting for author. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you address my feedback, then then we'll talk about the whether I'm going to approve this or not. Okay. No. That's a boy. That's a hefty price for Vimelka and Chikrin. There's a lot going on with that. 
Yeah, that's a hefty price for Vermelka and Chikrin. I mean, I I like I like the Vegematic, but I don't know as if I'd bank my future on the Vegematic. Because we've okay. seen that we've seen it happen before, right? Goalie gets hot, becomes the the poster child for the get him off that team and put him on a real team, see what he can do, and then just becomes a nothing burger. Elvis Merce Lincolns for Alex Nedeljkovic and Adam Ernie. Let's guarantee the best options at the number one pick for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You can't guarantee anything. I said the best odds. The best odds? Why would we want to do anything for the Columbus Blue Jackets anyway? (laughs) Because we do. We we. We have a soft spot for the Blue Jackets. Do we? Yeah, a little we bit. Do. Okay. It, one of the redeeming qualities of this past weekend's events in Sunrise, Florida, is um, when you put a little talent around Johnny Gaudreau, he's spectacular. Johnny Gaudreau can still may- have fun. Yeah. So give him Connor Bedard. Lord knows Vancouver doesn't need him. Arizona You want to increase their odds of getting Connor Bedard? They should be trading for other people's first-round picks. It's the only way. You, that's the only statistical way they're going to increase their odds. All right, let me reframe a question your way. Which teams in risk? of being lottery team should just trade away their first round pick for something useful next year. Well, Vancouver's going to do it because apparently since they legalized weed in Canada, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvines have been partaking in copious amounts of it because <laughs> they think they're a contender. Now, what's the rule again? You, it's a... Uh, you can only move up a certain number of spots. Ten. So the bottom eleven teams and the standings. Okay. okay. If I look at it by um, points percentage in reverse order. Columbus, Anaheim. Columbus, Chicago. Chicago, Anaheim. Anaheim. Arizona. San Jose, Montreal, Vancouver, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Ottawa, and the Florida Panthers. Okay, Florida's not going to stay there long. And Florida doesn't have anything to trade because Montreal their first round has it. Right, their first round pick is in Montreal. Montreal already has the best odds of winning the lottery because they now have two potentially lottery um eligible picks if Florida does not fix their poop. Um, Philadelphia isn't... Are they? They might be dumb enough to trade their first round pick, but what are you going to give up for the... What would you have that they would want? They've got their goaltender, which is about the only thing that Columbus has unless you can sell them on Gavrikov for a first. San Jose, on the other hand, Mike Greer is such an unknown to me right now. I I mean, I like what he's trying to do, but I still don't have a good sense on... I think the next... I think it's going to be a year before I can figure out who's running that ship. Because if it's Mike Greer or if it's Hassel Plotner poking at Mike Greer, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, right? Hassel's been kind of absentee. He left the entire case, the kingdom, in Doug Wilson's hand. And, you know, so long as he, he had a stop loss on that franchise. I've said it a million times. 
He didn't care what Wilson did just so long as he didn't lose so much. You know, he didn't lose a certain amount of money every year. Didn't care what happened. I think he's still in that boat. If that's the case, Greer's not going to do anything stupid because Greer wants to be successful. But is his philosophy to build from within or to get talent from without or a combination of the two? Or is he just an opportunist that will take advantage of whatever comes his way? I have a feeling that Greer, because he spent so much time with that franchise, has seen how it was done and knows that it's not the right way to do it. Because Doug did not draft worth a damn and bought talent. And that's... and. As much success as they had, and they had a metric ton of success, I mean, they almost won a Stanley Cup with that roster. Um, it's not sustainable. That's not a sustainable model by any way, by any means. So, I have a feeling, like I said, I'm still trying to get a book on him. I have a feeling he's going to be a build within and, and surround as necessary type guy. <laughs> I mean, you would think, and it would be, it would be, it wouldn't be that hard for him because their AHL team is right there. <laughs> Literally, it's like a rink over in the same building. So, um, at least practice rink. So, you know, he'd have his eye on, you know, development if he had an eye for development, of course. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody in that bottom 11 that's going to that's going to hand over a pick. Now, who's at risk of fall again? That's that's my question. This is this is one of those EA Sports NHL franchise mode type things where you look at someone who's just on the outside of that of that um cutoff and then you look at who's inside that potentially is not going to stay there, which means that somebody's going to get bumped down. And they may not know it yet. So right there, we're talking Detroit. And maybe the Islanders? Yeah, but the Islanders just sacrificed that pick to Vancouver, and Vancouver's not going to do anything. And Vancouver's not going to get that lucky. Come on. No. What are we talking? Well, and that pick's protected, too, to Vancouver. I, yeah, so I don't I don't see anybody. I don't think I, I think I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that Iserman gives up his first this year. Nashville. They're oh Cassie. They're right there. Mm, maybe that could be one of those situations where they 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 shark they shark it. They go out and flail and throw everything against the wall to make sure they make the playoffs and be damned the consequences. So maybe there's your... They don't need defense. They don't need a goalie, though. I don't think Columbus has given up Boone Jenner. No one's going to turn down a good goaltender if they're making a run for playoffs unless they are absolutely confident in their goaltending tandem. Both of them. No one's giving up, or no one's going to like turn that down if it's offered if they have a better option. So you're describing Boston, Tampa, maybe Dallas. Who needs a backup? No, as the only ones that might be confident in goalie. Oh, uh, no, yeah. The one team that should go get a goalie is Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been paying any attention to Columbus. I don't know what their goaltending looks like, but if their if their starting goalie looks better than like the backup goalie for half the league, then half the league's going to take a serious look at the guy. Especially if they're making a run for playoffs. Maybe they do. I, maybe you're right, Cassie. I mean, there's you know, Soros is good, but he may need a break. There's Lickens and something for Nashville's first, unprotected. And that way you hope Nashville slides down in and then you've got another lottery ticket. 
The curious thing about Nashville is they're in the midst of being sold. Well, how do you increase the valuation of a franchise? Big playoffs. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah. Get yourself and... get yourself two dates, two playoff dates at least. Yeah, in the process of being sold. So Nashville's only three points out. Wildcard? Is that right? Yeah. Three wow. points out with games in hand on Calgary, and who they is immediately above them, mm-hmm. and Edmonton. There are six points back of Edmonton. And the Colorado battle station is almost semi-fully operational. Unassailable, anyway. You said the magic team. Calgary. Yeah. What's Calgary's Achilles heel this year, amazingly enough? Goaltending. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not going to want to give up a first rumors licking who's going to be a backup to Markstrom because they're still going to ride Markstrom to his death. Mm-hmm. And Markstrom has the full no move. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's no way. I was thinking backup, but there's no way. Yeah, it's got to be the, it's got to be that right combination of desperation and need. And optimism. Yeah. And Calgary will also finish just high enough to not fall in that bottom 11. So their pick, they're either going to make the playoffs or finish just outside. They're going to be in that murky middle. Which in this draft, you might be okay with, you know, the 15th pick. Mm Mm-hmm. You might be okay with that if you're a team, say, like Anaheim. Who will be right there with their own pick for number one. Would probably be... Just as happy at number two. Well, more optimistic at number two than the uh, Tim Murray Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> that, boy, that was doomed from the start. You could see it, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. The way he was disappointed, the way Jack came in and tried to show everyone that it wasn't a, you know, that it wasn't that big a deal, you know, that he was just as good and. Man, that was that was the ultimate. That was really the ultimate. You know, that's not the toy you asked for. On you know, you've been hyping yourself up all year for Christmas to come, and you didn't get the toy you asked for. And you still, you know, you had to show your grandma and grand your grandparents that you loved the gift they got you. But you know, really deep down, you didn't want that one. It was the tickle me Elmo, not the, you know, not the cuddle me Cookie Monster. Because that's really what happened. (laughs) But I don't think Anaheim will care this year. They won't care. But of the one position they should be willing to insulate themselves with. Guys. Guys. You're focusing on the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. Who needs goaltending right now? Who is who is at risk of falling out of the uh, uh, wild card spot in the East? Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, but they're gonna fall out for Buffalo, and it's for the no, I, for I the greater me... good. The greater good. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to be Judge Judy and Executioner. Um, <clears throat> the greater good. Um, she's on to something, Pat. Yeah, it makes too much sense. So it won't happen because it does make too much sense. But still. No, you gotta. You have to stop and think who's running that franchise. Ron Hextall, who tries to make too much sense, and it cost him his job in Philly. Mm-hmm. And Burke, who makes too little sense sometimes. But has always stated, but it, but has been the whole you know, cont- continues with the mantra of so long as we have these three guys, we're always going to go for it. Mm-hmm. So they'll have the blessing and or sign off from, you know, their bosses. Hmm. Brian Dumoulin, <laughs> Jason Zucker, Ouch, Casey DeSmith <laughs> to the Anaheim Ducks, Klingberg and Gibson, Klingberg, no. Cam Fowler and Gibson. They are getting rid of Cam. I'll guarantee I don't. Right. I, yeah. If if Hextall's involved, take a run at a guy with a little bit of term. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying he won't try for it. I'm just saying there's no way Anaheim's giving up Fowler. None. None. Hmm. All right. Klingberg it is. As 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 beautiful as it would be, there no. Rats. <laughs> now if you're Anaheim, <clears throat> if you actually if you're Pittsburgh, that's a lot of depth pieces that you're gonna need. Why don't you just give them a pick? They'd probably prefer a pick over Right. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't think Anaheim wants players in return. Well, Anaheim would clearly flip them. It, it would be the uh, it would be like the Martin Jones deal with Santa or with uh, Boston years ago. Sure, we'd love to acquire this player. Ten minutes later, thanks for stopping by. Here, hope you enjoyed your layover. Because what Anaheim could do, and their biggest wild card is their ownership and the budget Pat Verbeek has, is they have the deadline space to be the third man just to acquire a bit of salary to take on more picks. So who are those kind of boat anchor contracts that are preventing you from making deals, moving money in, money out? I don't think Arizona's in that business anymore. Depending only on term, because they might be. depending on term, they might be. I mean, if it's a if it's if it is somebody like Klingberg, who's a UFA at the end of the season, do you think they're going to care? No. That's what I'm saying. But if you Klingberg's can find an interview, not going to give Anaheim the return that they want, but. Mm. I think for Arizona, it comes down to do they trade Chikrin and do how much money do they need to bring back in? Hmm. I promised myself I wasn't going to get into doing this stuff. <laughs> Too late. Blame Pat. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Because we we need to be in practice for next year. Do we do we start two months out from the trade deadline when we want to manifest a deal? I think so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, we, so should, we should we should we start after the Christmas break. Well, yeah, let's. I was going to say yeah, January first. Okay. 
OEL for Jacob Chikrin. Who says no? Um, about a million people, but none of them <laughs> are actually in hockey positions. So they'd be retaining on a salary that they're already paying. Yeah. How much does OEL really hate Rick Tockett? And how much do you get Vancouver to retain on a salary? <laughs> <laughs> is that even feasible under the CBA? It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> oh, and wouldn't you look at that? No more signing bonuses after the season for OEL. Mm. Yeah, 10.5 base salary. He He's getting traded in two years. Yeah. Or bought out. Just saying. <laughs> so going back to San Jose for a second, I opened up Cap Friendly. You guys are aware of the fact that... To San Jose. Bop, bop. I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> you are aware of the fact that San Jose is maxed out on number of contracts? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Which is why any potential deal for Timo Meyer is likely not going to involve a contract coming back. Right. Or probably easier move for them to clear space is Reimer. That that's an ancillary deal. I think somebody yeah. is unbelievably lucky to get James Reimer as their backup. Because he's the team puppy dog as well as being a steadfast goal. Yeah, he has his ups and downs, but Jesus Christ, who in this world does it? Give me a break. A mid-30s platoon goalie. Team puppy Give dog. Give the man some rest, and then he's happy-go-lucky. Team puppy dog. He's going to battle. You know he's going to be a 90... a 900-ish goalie and you know he's just going to be the team puppy dog okay stop with the puppy dog thing because I don't need the image of people rubbing his belly not his belly <laughs> they scritch behind his ears Cassie um, or they, they pat his head like they do with all the goalies okay Okay. okay. now the, the funniest thing I believe I just saw literally stroll by my twitter feed 30 seconds ago was um, Timo Meyer to Carolina, where they then signed him to an extension. And I about fell out of my chair in hysterics. Is it for three years? It doesn't matter. They wouldn't sign Dougie Hamilton at $9 million. What on the... What combination of psychedelics, hallucinogens, any variant of opioids do you have to be taking to believe that the front office of the Carolina Hurricanes are going to pay Timo Meyer nine million dollars? Whatever drugs year, they're they taking, would. whatever drugs they're taking, they're greedy and they need to share. <laughs> I Pat for one year? Do you think so? Really? <laughs> Yes, they're willing to spend money. They're willing to give you one or the other. You can have the higher AAV or you can have term, but you can't have both. Do I think they want to acquire Timo Meyer? No. Because outside of goal scoring, what need do they does he really fill? He just bumped some of their young productive guys down the lineup a bit. And then right. you have to deal with resigning him. Right. Why are you or, going to do that for that nine million? The natural scoring center made more sense, but they weren't going to give him eight by eight by eight point five. Correct. And then the second DJ Miller to the hurricane. No, I'll stop right there. Oh, <laughs> But wait, JT Miller? Wait. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't I I there's no character issues that the Hurricanes can't work around. 
evidently. Mm, I love that kind of, well, actually, I really don't like that no. kind of stupid optimism. <laughs> it's like the, I don't think it's stupid optimism. Like Nashville was notorious for let me, let's take this reclamation project. Well, so I think San they Jose. just don't care. I just don't think they care that much about it. It's it's one thing to like try to resurrect a guy's career. It's entirely another to try to resurrect his or try to change his character. And I mean, because like Steve Eiserman, that's why he drafted um, Tony D'Angelo, because he thought mm-hmm. that, you know, D'Angelo had a history of being verbally abusive to his coaches, to teammates, to everything, to everyone and everything sometimes physically abusive in junior hockey. And Iserman, when he was GM of the Lightning, thought that he could change that. Well, what are we doing still talking about Tony D'Angelo, right? So, yeah, it's the the belief should be if they're going to do that to someone else, they're probably going to do that to you <laughs> and not, oh, I can fix him. What's the old saying? The clearest indicator of future behavior is past behavior. Past, past action. <laughs> What's well, mean? you know, this is hockey. They don't actually take action, so at least off the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know who's never been a reclamation project but has always been treated like one? The player of the Tampa Bay Lightning should try to inquire. Oh, he would. One Philip J. Philip J. Castle. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.